Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Friday, December 4th, 2020. We're brought to you as always by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to. Call him, make him your dentist today. I have to get a cavity filled in a couple of weeks. I got no problem with it because I know Dr. Mike is going to do it right. 317-849-2933. The Pacers had the first practice today. So we got to hear from some of the guys. And the guy I wanted to talk to is Jeremy Lamb, who's coming off that torn ACL. Jeremy trying to get back into the rotation. They project that he's going to be available to play at some point in January. Let's welcome him to the show, the great Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy, where are you in terms of your rehab right now? How do you feel? Um, I feel great. Um, My rehab has been going really good. Um, Can't complain. I've just been trying to, you know, get better each day, get a little stronger each day. Um, and like I said, it's really nothing that I can complain about. It's been smooth. I haven't had a lot of setbacks, and um, right now I can play one-on-one, um, but I'm not quite cleared yet to play, um, you know, two-on-two, three-on-three, and, of course, five-on-five. So um, got a little ways to go, but um, like I said, it's going great right now, and I'm just trying to get better every day. And what have you learned through this process? I mean, rehab – can, there's adversity, obviously, with an injury and overcoming the adversity and the rehab and the loneliness that happens. What have you learned? Um, that I love the game of basketball. Um, you know, it's been a hard year. I've been really working on my body, really trying to um, get back the game that I love. And I realize, um, you know, just everything that I've been putting into it, uh, I've still been watching a lot. Of, I still was watching a lot of basketball when it was on. Um, I stayed as close as as close to the game as I could. Um, and it just let me see that when I couldn't play, um, you know, that that's that's something that I really love. So um, I've just been trying to work hard, um, you know, even when, even when I'm down, you know, like you said, rehab is long. So sometimes, you know, some days you don't feel like doing it, but um, I got to remind myself, you know, it's, 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 it's going to get better. Um, each day counts. And I just try to, you know, attack, attack it with that mindset, and um, it, it's worked out for the best. Have you kind of cleared the mental hurdles of the rehab process? I don't think I'm over the mental toll. I mean, it's, it's a whole bunch of, you know, things that I haven't done yet. I, I've obviously been rehabbing for a while, but um, I haven't been through my first practice. Um, I haven't, um, you know, experience really like, you know, knee pain after a game or I haven't played my first game. It's a lot of things that mentally I haven't um, came across yet. So um, I'll cross that bridge when, when I get there. Um, but I think one thing I just focused on is just uh, my diet. Um, I haven't really, over the years, really uh, taken care of my body in terms of what I eat. Um, I always try to work on my body in terms of lift and hydrate, but um, I haven't really focused on what I eat. So um, I've really, really paid attention to that and tried to turn that around. And, um, you know, it's, it's been helping a lot. Huh, diet, that's interesting. Did anybody help you with that? Or have you just figured out a way to do this yourself? No, I don't think I got it from a specific person. I mean, people in the past have definitely said before, you know, um, change your diet or, uh, you know, if you want to, you know, change your body, get a chef. Like people have told me that before, but I think just the injury really um, spoke to me to, to do that. 
If you don't mind me asking, what specific changes have you made in your diet and what have been the effects? Yeah, I've definitely seen an improvement um, with different different areas. Uh, but just trying to, um, you know, eat more veggies and uh, things like that. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I used to just get, you know, a burger um, and fries or something like that. But now I try to, you know, eat more salmon um chicken a steak here and there but try to eat more veggies um salads and um and then cut down on the snacking in terms of like candy and stuff like that i try to snack on fruit um and little things like that just to um throughout the day so i can um like i said stay on top of that how do you feel about your relationship so far with the new coach nate bjorkman oh he's been great um i feel like he's a great communicator um, you know, he always tells me, you know, just uh, give it your all, but make sure you tell me if, you know, something doesn't feel right or whatever it is. But um, he's always encouraging me to, um, you know, just just stay positive and know that I'm going to be back on the court uh, sooner than later. Um, I'm on the back end right now and um, of rehab. So he just, you know, he still encouraged me you know, shoot the ball, take care of your body. Um, can't wait to have you back. Um, you know, keep being positive. So that, that's been a big help. Hey, let's go back to the bubble for a minute. I know you didn't play in the bubble and you weren't in the bubble, but TJ Warren was. You guys, teammates last year. What'd you think about TJ and his performance in the bubble? To see TJ do that in a bubble was amazing. Um, just because I always, like, I always knew he could score. And I told him before we went in the bubble, I was like, yo, like, it's a lot of people that's not going to want to be out here, blah, blah, blah. I told him, like, I was like, yo, you could average 30 in the bubble. Like, you could average 30. And um, and he kind of, like, shook his head. I'm like, for real? Like, you really could? And he was like, all right. And to see him go out there and do it, like, I can't say I was surprised because I, I, I felt like he could do it. Um, and so it was just, it was great to witness it and just to see um, his growth and him getting better. And um, I was happy for him. Jeremy Lamb, what a good dude. Hopefully back in the rotation by January. Let's talk about the Cubs and their broadcasting crew. Got some news today that was absolutely stunning to me that Len Casper is no longer going to be the TV voice of the Chicago Cubs on the Marquee Network. He's going to be the radio voice for the Chicago White Sox working with Darren Jackson. What? Who chooses to work for the White Sox instead of work for the Cubs? Is this where the Cubs organization is? Is this where the marquee network is? That they can look at a guy like Len Casper and just say either goodbye or Len Casper looks at the Cubs, maybe even more troubling, and says, hey, adios muchachos, I'm going to work on the south side of Chicago? How could that happen? This is a job that every kid Growing up on the north side of Chicago and on the North Shore was like this. It'd be a dream to be Jack Brickhouse or Harry Carey. What a wonderful thing to do every single day. It show up at Wrigley Field and describe Cubs baseball. Len Casper got to live that for 16 years and then decided, I don't want it anymore. This is not a job that you just quit and take another job from. Jack Brickhouse retired from that job. Harry Carey after a dismal year of Milo Hamilton as a replacement, Harry Carey comes to the north side of Chicago and is wonderful because the White Sox didn't correctly kind of appraise 
Harry's value to their franchise, the Cubs, saw it. You know, John McDonough saw it. And you saw it. Harry Carey, it can be argued, is the most important acquisition financially in Chicago Cubs history. He continues, 22 years after his death, he continues to make money for the Chicago Cubs through the seventh inning stretch. Right? Sing and take me out to the ball game. A completely Chicago thing to do that he took from the south side when he worked for Bill Vack, moved to the north side, and it became a staple of going to Wrigley Field and is one of the reasons that people stay at Wrigley Field even in a blowout through the seventh inning stretch. Harry Carey continues to make money for the Cubs through that, right? This is not a job. The point is... This is not a job you retire. This was one of the diamond jobs of sports broadcasting, and Len Casper just walked away from it. We're not going to find out from Len Casper what happened, right? On Twitter, it's all bouquets and buttercups, and thanks to the Cubs, and thanks to the Sox, and thanks to everybody, all God's children. Thanks for making my life wonderful. That's Len Casper. That's who he is. And that's why Cubs fans over the last 16 years have really grown to like him. Broadcasters are interesting because they work in almost complete isolation in that booth, right? But we welcome them into our homes. They become friends. They live. They die with us. The Cubs do great. They, we celebrate with them. The Cubs do poorly. We mourn with them. That's the way it is. And so we become tethered to these guys. Len Casper just decided that that didn't mean anything. And that is perplexing to me. And I don't get it. If Marquis turned its back on Len Casper, shame on them. If Len Casper turned his back on the Cubs and Marquis, why? What is it about the Cubs and Marquis that would make a guy like Len Casper, who had worked there for almost a generation, what would make him decide he doesn't want to be a part of it? I don't know but we're going to talk about it a lot. I'm writing about it at KentSterling.com because this is what I do. When I get confused, I write about it. And through that writing process, sometimes I come up with the answer. We'll see if I'm able to do that a little bit later today. But Len Casper going to do radio on the south side of Chicago, then work for the Marquee Network. And what have the White Sox done? Jason Benetti and Steve Stone, for my money, the best local TV tandem in Major League Baseball. On the radio side, Len Casper and Darren Jackson are terrific. The Cubs, you got Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer doing radio. I know Cubs fans love Pat Hughes, and they're they're starting to build an affinity for Ron Coomer. On TV, they're going to have Chris Myers be the replacement. How is that even possible? Chris Myers is a national voice, a terrific broadcaster, and a great guy. And I'm really happy for him if he winds up doing this. But... For me, I want a guy, like I said, who either lives or dies with the team, and that's not Chris Myers, at least not the Chris Myers that I know. So uh, we'll see what happens with that job. We'll see who the the analyst is. Is it still going to be Jim Deshaies, or do the Cubs move on from him? Do they get Grace in there? Do they get Dempster in there? What are they going to do? I think the Marquee Network, all the way from the negotiations with carriers down through staffing, and, and then this debacle, that was either authored by Casper or Marquis. I think it's been a mess. And and I look, I come from an era when every game was on WGN and it was on for free. 
And then it was on Comcast Sports Chicago and then NBC Sports Chicago. You saw some games on Channel 7, still some games on WGN, but you didn't have to pay a gob for it. Right now, Marquee wants from every basic tier cable subscribers like $6.20. That's predatory, and I don't like it. I don't like the way that Crane Kenny and Tom Ricketts try to wring the last drop of dollar out of every single Cubs fan who does nothing but love the team and began a love affair with the team before they ever darkened the doorway at Wrigley Field. And now, because they had a lot of money, the Ricketts family did, they're leveraging that love to stuff their pockets. I don't like it. Have a great weekend. Hopefully the Hoosiers win tomorrow. Boilermakers tonight against Valpo. Boilermakers tomorrow against Nebraska. Sunday, Colts got to get a win against the Texans or that path to the playoffs. It gets murky. It gets bumpy. And I don't know whether they're going to be able to do it, but I think they get it done on Sunday. We'll talk to you about it. Monday morning, Breakfast with Kent, bright and early, 7 o'clock on Facebook Live, immediately thereafter on Periscope, all brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, 317-849-2933. Subscribe, would you? Subscribe to this if you're watching on YouTube. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Periscope and, and on Twitter. Let's go. Goodness sake, follow me on Anchor, whatever. Wherever you listen to this, follow and subscribe.